0: Everyone with so many developments to discuss today. You definitely picked an important time to tune in. There's a lot of news flying, so let's get straight to the source. We have IDF spokesperson Sergeant Faye with us to give us an update on the situation from the ground. Sergeant Faye, please take it away.
1: Hello, hello, hi everybody, and uh happy Hanukkah. Uh, Just to give a little bit of an update, you know, I'm gonna give a little bit of an overview of where we're holding right now, um, and then we can go ahead and dive into some deeper questions uh, that might be coming up. So today is the 60th, 68th day uh, since our start of the uh, war against Hamas that had started with the October 7th massacre. And right now, um, we are still focused on our primary missions with this war, which is to operate against Hamas to completely destroy their infrastructure uh, and their leaders and to dismantle the organization, as well as to bring our hostages home and to return security and safety uh, to Israel's borders you know, we're focusing and I want to walk you guys through uh, kind of three separate areas right now so you can have a little bit of an understanding of where we are holistically. Uh, So number one, we are focusing, you know, right now and continuing in our mission to just dismantle the threats across our borders. So starting, you know, with Hamas, uh, we have struck over 22,000 targets, we have found over 800 tunnel shafts and destroyed 500 of those. And we are now currently operating in intense battles across Gaza to dismantle Hamas's threat, um, and specifically right now, uh, focusing on in, in uh, Sejaya, Jabalia, and Chanyuna, specifically in the Kaspa also of Sejaya, which is a very, very close quarter combat. Um, unfortunately, you may have heard uh, this morning of 10 IDF soldiers, Golani soldiers that were uh, engaged in a very, very fierce battle there Um, 10 of those who fell, including a colonel as well as a lieutenant colonel. Um, and, And may their memories be blessed. Those were intense, again, battles with a lot of the Hamas fighters coming up from t- underground tunnels. The entire area, again, both northern and southern Gaza, is built with this massive tunnel system, which you guys have heard. And a lot of the Hamas fighters, in contrast to IDF soldiers that are there fighting, are using those tunnels and going underground, hiding, hiding from the IDF forces. I um, mean, they continue to use these main areas. The Khaspa is a main thoroughway. It is a main area um, in uh, in that that had shops and that had homes and that again was a civilian structure in a civilian area. And we continuously see Hamas using these civilian areas. Um, for their fighting, including, you know, recently we found, I'm sure you have seen so many of the footage, so, so many fo- pieces of footage of, of Hamas using hospitals and mosques. Recently we found a teddy bear um, that had sniper rifles built uh, embedded within the teddy bear, as well as RPG training camps uh, within mosques. And H- Hamas is still firing rockets from within these civilian areas, and not only just civilian areas, but also humanitarian zone areas where. Or areas that we have recommended and asked the civilians in Gaza to move towards those areas, that we would uh, focus those areas on being safer zones for them. Hamas is utilizing that to fire rockets at um, at Israeli civilians, more than 11,000 rockets, uh, even still today, rockets uh, being fired from Hamas in Gaza. And on the northern front, just when we are speaking about the threats um, on our borders, so on the northern front, uh, there on Tuesday last night, there were three rockets that were fired from Syria. Two of those fell in Syria, as well as rockets that were fired uh, from Lebanon. On Monday, Ham- uh, uh, Hezbollah fired rockets from very, very close, only a hundred so meters away from a UN compound. Um, again, violating international law uh, with doing that. Um, and we are continuing to strike uh, Hamas uh, Hezbollah terror targets within uh, Lebanon, including today. Today, there were fi- rockets fired from Lebanon into uh, towards Israel. Some of those fell in open areas in Israel. Some of those fell actually in Lebanon, and we're continuously uh, continuing to strike at the sources of those those rockets, as well as additional Hezbollah strongholds um, and Hezbollah terror cells and military uh, compounds. So it's a little bit of an overview of what we're doing and what threats we're facing. Now at the same time as part of our mission within with this war and with this offensive is to ensure that we are doing what we can to bring our hostages home. Right now, we are at 135 hostages still being held in Gaza. Uh, the other day we were at 137. Two of those hostages that were brought home were the bodies of two hostages, um, Eden Zakaria and uh, Ziv Dado, Eden who was kidnapped and taken hostage from the party and Ziv who fell um, and was taken, his body was taken captive um, in, on October 7th in a battle um, on one of the bases in southern Israel. Um, And with the attempt to return those bodies is was where some of the intense fighting uh, did take place and where some IDF soldiers uh, were killed Um, within that really, again, that holy mission to bring these hostages home. We will continue to do everything possible uh, to make sure that these hostages get home to us um, and that we are able to maintain security um, with along all of Israel's borders. Um, So far, we have returned five bodies of hostages uh, towards to Israel, since uh, our mission to bring the hostages home. Um, So including when we're looking at just kind of general numbers, we have 110 released hostages. That was part of the operational pause, five bodies of captive of captive hostages that were brought home. um, And we are now again 135 remaining in captivity. We have that focus right now on dismantling Hamas's terror threats, doing everything that we can to bring our hostages home, but also not forgetting Um, that we are at war with Hamas and not with the people of Gaza. And in that vein, we are continuing to bring humanitarian aid to the people of Gaza. And in fact, we've just opened up, reopened up the Karen Shalom crossing, not for crossing, but to increase the uh, security screening of the aid trucks so that we can bring in and offer more aid to the people um, in Gaza, to the civilians in Gaza. So just yesterday, we transferred 197 trucks that were screened and transferred. There were 117 that were done. Um, and secure or, or and checked at the southern uh, area of nitsana and 80 at this newly reopened screening area of Karm Shalom it's about four thousand trucks with um overall and seven thousand roughly seven thousand tons of Aid including food and water and shelter supplies um that we are continuing to ask for the civilians um, in Gaza to move out of hotbed areas, to move out of combat areas. And we have released many, many different options and opportunities, including leaflets, including text messages, including calls, including interactive maps, including multiple ways for Gazan civilians, and right now what we've done is we've actually even built a smaller grid system, so it's not just a general move towards this area, but we are indicating specific areas that there will be combat, and asking the civilians in that area to move out of specific zones, very, very strategic, pinpointed, uh, and very focused zones that we are focusing our strikes in and our um, and our operations in. Um, so that's a little bit. Um, hopefully, I covered a, a, a little bit of what's been going on. with about again ten minutes that we had, and I'd be happy to uh, open it up to questions. I do want you guys to know there are some questions I may uh, or may not be able to answer, um, but I will do my best uh, to uh, hopefully have some of those answers for you.
0: For sure. Thank you so so much, Sergeant Pay. Um, that was really really uh, important to go through. I just wondered if you could help us understand. Why it's important, aside from you know, the deceased hostages, you know, those who died in captivity, having um, you know, a respectful final resting place, why is it important that Israel reclaim their bodies? You know, it may be that um some of our our some people watching don't understand, you know, why would we risk soldier lives, for example, if you know, if these hostages have already passed. Can you help us to understand why that's important?
1: Our mission since the start of this operation has been to dismantle Hamas and to bring our hostages home. And everything that we do and that our soldiers do are aimed towards those missions, are aimed towards, again, ensuring that Gaza can never be a launch pad for Hamas attacks against Israel, and to bring the hostages home, whether they are dead or alive. It is a, a duty of ours to bring solace, to bring the, the families uh, these these hostages back to their families. And whether they get to sleep in bed at night, reunite with their families as some of those beautiful and very, very moving uh, uh, videos that you might have seen when they are reunited with their families, or whether it is again those those really awful but very, very comforting moments of 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 understanding when they're standing and be- being able to bury their their children, this is this is what our mission is is we' and we will continue to do what we can to follow through that mission and to bring those hostages home.
0: It's really incredible, you know, the values of, of the IDF, the values of the Jewish army and ensuring closure to the families and respecting every single life in, in that way. Um, one of the things that we've been seeing a lot in the news, and I wonder what you can help us uh, understand more about it, is the surrenders. It seems that we've been seeing large numbers of Hamas terrorists surrendering. Can you um, help us to understand what's causing those mass surrenders and and also help us to understand the optics um, so that we can better understand the pictures that are coming out and um, and explain them to our circles of influence?
1: Yes, there is a lot of conversation around those Um, and the optics, to be frank, are not not that great. They're not looking great. But we also have to pause and kind of remember that these are Hamas terrorists, oftentimes uh, not often more than. More than often, uh, Hamas terrorists, and we've seen this through years of dealing with Hamas, have have no qualms about suicide attacks. Have no qualms about getting close and blowing themselves up, or taking out grenades hidden from within uh, their clothing, within their pockets, within uh, within them, and and attacking. You know, in 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 many times in Israel, it was civilians and and, and bus bombings and pizza shops. Um, but in the case in Gaza, it's attacking our soldiers, um, and that is a, a all of that actions. Any of these photos you have seen, that is all done within humanity within the rules and regulations of war. They have been checked. Their clothing has been checked and removed, and afterwards, they were their clothing was returned. It was uh, they were photos that were taken that probably should not have been taken at that time. Uh, but that was also part of a process that is a very, very relevant, recognized and necessary process to ensure that our our soldiers uh, would not be hurt or harmed um, in the process of arresting and detaining these Hamas soldiers, these these Hamas uh, terrorists. Now, this was surrender. You know, these were them going and saying, OK, we know. The IDF is here. And when you think about the IDFs being able to accomplish any of the missions, whether even going back to the the, the operational pause, the reason that happened was because of military might of the IDF was going in and saying, we will find you. And we had made that very clear. We will find you wherever you are. We will take you out and we will return safety and security to Israelis. Um, And they are recognizing this. They are recognizing that, that we are not stopping, that we are not going and we are not turning a blind eye and that we are saying we will complete this mission whatever it takes and that is encouraging hamas fighters and hamas terrorists to come up from their 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 tunnels that they've been hiding in or from areas that they are trying to hide and and surrender um and be arrested now these are also sometimes folks uh, uh, of of Hamas fighter age that we might have seen and we might have uh, we have might have detained checked them and if they were not affiliated with Hamas and if they were not uh, part of Hamas's uh, if they were not part of Hamas, then they were also allowed to go towards the areas or back towards civilian areas. So there's a little bit of a mix. We will be releasing uh, more information about this in the future. So keep an eye out on that. And hopefully over the next day or two or the next by the next time you have a briefing, there will be a little bit more uh, clarity for you folks on, on, on what these look like. But we do want to remind everybody, and I think this is just for you to be aware of, this is the fact that these Hamas terrorists are here and they are surrendering and they are alive is in stark, stark contrast to the 1,200 Israeli civilians that were massacred in their bed as they wore their pajamas, um, and the, the mothers and the fathers and the children and the babies that were massacred in cold blood. And the fact that these pictures even exist, that I believe this, that there are Hamas terrorists that are alive, standing there, and that the IDF is not going and, 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 and just doing whatever they want with these terrorists, they are doing a proper process of ensuring that they are checked and that the IDF soldiers there are secure is something that you can push back against. And that is something that you can say. The fact that they are even there shows the restraint and shows the focus and shows the very, very, very focused um, um, efforts of the IDF to specifically engage
0: in this war within the
1: realm of uh, with the rules of war
0: absolutely it, it's um in every every step of the way the idf truly shows itself to be the most ethical army that the world has ever seen um in history um you know some are calling yesterday one of the deadliest days of fighting in gaza and i wondered if you could it for our soldiers um and i wanted to to i wondered if you could explain um some of the things that we're seeing you began in your briefing but to expound upon um how how Hamas is using booby traps in the building using our um you know once they an explosion goes off and our first responders come using that opportunity to set another explosive and then when first responders come again to launch another explosive really using our ethics against us and even using UN facilities against us like can you please help shine light because we're hearing a lot coming from the U.N. (laughs) And it would be great to understand um, what's actually happening on the ground.
1: Yeah, you know, I think simply that you put it better than 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 I can right now. There is proof time and time and time again that we see that Hamas is using um, um, uh, these tactics to, again, fire and hide and fire and hide and fire and hide. And then to also come out um, and and attack our soldiers when they are when we are going into those areas um it, it, there were soldiers that were killed in that firefight that had gone in after to take away those other soldiers that were injured that were part of the operation the, the the team to rescue other fallen soldiers that were killed in come after they had come in um and after the battle um there are intense 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 fight there's intense fighting there is there is a very 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 well armed, but it's not even about being well-armed Hamas right now. They know, clo- they, they, they have known that area and they have built over the past, since they took control over the Gaza Strip, since 2006, 2007, they have been building that area as a fighting ground. They have been embedding and knowing every single element and every single part of the Gaza Strip, and they know exactly how to fight, and they know how to hide, and they know how to attack, and that is why it is so still so important that we continue to Uh, you know, support the soldiers and to continue to do whatever we can to make sure that they are well armed and well equipped um, to fight this really,
0: really, really brutal terror organization. One of the ways that Hamas has been successful in hiding has been the tunnels. And we've been hearing some what I guess I'll call rumors um, about perhaps using seawater to destroy the tunnels. this, these are sort of spotty reports. Is there anything that you can share with regard to that? I
1: can't go into any details. I can't confirm nor deny. Uh, but what I can say is we are doing whatever we can to destroy these tunnels. Like I had said, we had, we have found over 800 tunnel shafts. We have destroyed over 500 of them. And our goal is, and when, when you look at the big picture and you understand that Hamas is utilizing these tunnels in order to attack Israelis, they use them in order to hide hostages or to move hostages from one place to another they've used them in the past uh, the the uh, the uh, other tunnels that were towards the outer areas of gaza one of the op- one of the focuses of Tan, of that prior operation was to destroy those were uh, offensive tunnels that actually led into israel these tunnels are a massive deal and we are continuing to do whatever we can to completely dismantle them and ensure that
0: they can't be used by hamas yeah, it really is a city beneath the city. It just, it's something out of like a horror movie, um, just wild to, to imagine. And we're grateful that the IDF is, you know, is doing whatever's necessary to stop the threat that they pose to Israel. Um, I was wondering if we can just shift gears for a moment. I know we're sort of running low on time, but one of the things we haven't spoken about yet is the increasing involvement of Yemen's Houthis um, in this conflict. It seems that there have been some naval developments that have been happening, both in turn. And I wondered if you could shed light on the Houthis' stated objectives, their actual attacks, Israel's response, their funding, their role in the greater, in the big picture, um, anything that you can help us understand better there.
1: So, you know, right now we are working with our partners um, in in the region against that threat. And it's this threat is obvious uh, when it's, you know, in general, it's a it's a a threat, a a physical threat. These are these are terrorists that are attacking ships that are attacking that region. It's also a monetary threat, right? We are seeing um, issues when it comes to the economics, when it comes to uh, free trade. Right now, we are working hand in hand with our partners in the region, and this is uh, the the Houthi threat because it is not directly right now in Israel. It is a little bit more of a bigger uh, governmental conversation, governmental decision. I can't dive deeply into it, um, but we are very thankful and working in in conjunction with our partners in the region um, on 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 focusing and recognizing that 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 there is that threat um and doing what we can to ensure it doesn't expand and doesn't grow. Can't go into too much more about that Uh, but it does point out to again iran's iran's very very long stretching arm uh, providing support training military weapons as well as monetary support to not only hamas and not only hezbollah but we see it also very actively right now um, with the uh, Houthis in Yemen. Um, and, and it is it definitely is something that we are uh, we are focused on, and we do not want right now in multi-front war. Our focus right now is Hamas. Our focus right now is to dismantle Hamas. Um, and we, we are doing what we can to ensure that the other borders around Israel are maintaining uh, some semblance of quiet and safety and security.
0: Thank you so much, Sergeant Fay. This was really, really illuminating. Um, this Hanukkah edition of, uh, of the briefing. So thank you so much for shedding light and for all that you're doing to help bring light and good information um, where we're seeing a lot of, of darkness. So thank you so much, happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy my pleasure.